What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, Corner Talks. We have Mark Anthony Saria, good friend from high school. How's it going, buddy? Oh, man, we're doing all right, you know? <laughs> sticking in, sticking in tight. Phase two, COVID lockdown, but, you know, doing everything I can to stay sane, yeah. stay creative. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I'm a new dad to a second baby, so, uh, you know, phase two dad mode. Yeah, uh, there's so much to catch up on, man. And the fact that you just said that you're, you're a father now, you have a family, beautiful family, I should add. And um, yeah, a lot of things uh, look great on your end. And, you know, just a lot of to catch up on. To give, to give you guys some context, we've uh, known each other since the ninth grade. We took uh, visual arts. That was our first class, right, together. We got uh, yeah. Paolini, Mr. Paolini, another legend. <laughs> <laughs> another guy that... Uh, I, I, great, great guy, great mentor. I just, I, I can't remember that class learning much about uh, the, the actual art form, but he- The guy uh, was, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I was like, no, I that, that guy was one of those, those guys that you took the class, you know, you liked visual arts, but this guy was like a freebie course, but, but he had his moments, I remember. Wow. But see, it's not to talk shit, because this guy, he was listening, he agreed. Like he, it was kind of one of those things, I remember him telling me like, it's either you got it or you don't. And half these kids don't got it. I'm like, thanks for telling me. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he was just, yeah. <laughs> it was more like a, like a whiplash. Like, why are you dragging or you're rushing? Uh... <laughs> exactly. Bro, I actually saw that movie again. I love that movie. I saw that movie last week just to refresh. Yeah. What a fucking killer movie. Yeah. Amazing movie, bro. Amazing movie. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm swearing or no snoring in this. What? No, bro, it's okay, man. We'll just we'll just put the explicit tag. Okay, okay, okay. Go on, go on, go on. I I just needed to know how explicit I can be. For all the people under 18, don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, so yes, so yeah, so we did art class and so what made you take like for me when I took visual arts, it was just kind of to get into the you know arts, you know, like I, I had a knack for like um doing some painting and drawing and quite recently I'll talk about it more but I during the pandemic I did my you know those artworks of I don't know if you see my 94 productions Instagram I do yeah. like nostalgic characters right like characters we grew up on um partly because it's easy for me to draw like I just see it as shapes <laughs> if I can't do like renaissance paintings yet um, yeah that's something that I, I plan to work towards but I'm not at Mona Lisa level however <laughs> <laughs> however um, I took that class as, as like a little bit of an in um, it to be like art world and just like kind of expand uh, my creativity. And I remember you taking that course, but you also took drama, which is something I kind of regret on my end. So tell, tell us about that. Like what were your experiences with the two? So actually, before I got into everything I'm doing now in film, my previous experiences as an actor, I actually went to St. E's. It was not my my. Um, how do you say like jurisdiction school? Like I went out of my way to go to ease because I was actually down the street from St. Joan of Arc, which was another high school. Mm -hmm. And and I went here specifically because it was an art school and I went there for visual art because I actually draw very well. So that was my main motive. And I had a lot of friends going to the school. So it was kind of like keeping a balance of like actually what I wanted to achieve in school, what I wanted to develop, as well as just the people I wanted to keep around me. But initially, before I got into filmmaking, acting, it was visual art and right. um, and and doing sketch work, uh, mainly less than painting. Mm-hmm. But um, but that was my main focus, and I really got into it. And then 
obviously being at an art school, you start to befriend a lot of people with a lot of different skills. You start to um, get a little glimpse into like different areas of art. And I began to really uh, sort of resonate with other, um, with other types of art that I didn't, that I didn't have many people in my life, like in my family sort of push me towards. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like, and I feel like nobody's really pushing anybody towards an art career. Like that's sort of something no, like no, no. as a parent and as a parent, even now I'm like, with, yeah. like me and my wife, me and my, my fiance talk all the time. I'm like, mm -hmm. um, you know, like as a parent and even though I've experienced my experiences, like you want to push your kid towards the absolute success, you know what I mean? Like things that don't really require too much luck or too much yeah. like right place at the right time. Like, like and, and I get that perspective now and I more so understand my parents now than I did back in the day where it's like they wanted me to pursue something that was a little bit more concrete, mm -hmm. a little bit more with like a for sure future, right? So I feel like if you're getting into the arts, it's a huge risk, but if it's something that you're passionate about and bro like i even in what it is that i do as my day job today my absolute focus has always been my happiness right and whether or not um and i've been in in in, in situations where i've turned down positions that would have given me a significant more amount of money but when i look at it from a longevity perspective mm -hmm. and basically what i would be the most happiest doing i don't care if i'm making 15 grand more like that, like as a creative, I want to be able to have my freedoms to exercise my ability to expand my development and growth in that field. And, um, and we'll talk a little bit, we'll, we'll build a little bit more to this, but yeah, for, uh, sure, for, for what I do as like a main job, like I work for a corporate company doing graphic design work, multimedia work, and I'm very uh, fortunate to have the amount of uh, creative freedom that I do in a space like this because typically it's very cookie cutter and um one of the like i mentioned i've been in situations where i've turned down a lot of money to uh maintain my creative freedoms so mm -hmm. and i'm fortunate as well that my that my wife-to-be is like it's like a relationships like a balance you know what i mean of course, like, man, yeah. like like i'm the creative one the one who has all these passions and needs yes. to be driven by happiness yeah. and luckily my my wife to be is someone who's very passionate about what she does but isn't very specific about where that needs to be so right. she's like that rock and i'm like that person who needs to fluctuate to fit in and be happy with where yeah. i need to be yeah. uh, but uh but anyway back to the high school thing i started out in visual art and then started to um to develop my interest in in film and acting and um, and I don't know if you remember anything about me back in the day. Maybe that's the only memories you have of me. But like I I, I wasn't too serious at the time. I was very loosey goosey, sort of just trying to just happy go lucky, happy, happy go, go lucky, lucky which is exactly how I would explain myself. That was my mindset. You're a free like, spirit, bro. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And 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 everybody's at their own pace, but. My pace in high school was just to have a good time, and um, mm -hmm. I and, remember that. Man. And um, and I've always maintained that that positivity, but more so towards like my late teens, early twenties. I've really sort of been able to find a platform for myself That's where great. I can be successful in my art, which is I think everything that we can hope for as creators. Yeah, for sure. So, but uh, I wanted to mention, I'm, I'm really happy you mentioned um, high school because. And, and the whole thing about remembering you, because how I remember you, it's exactly that. I was the opposite. I was, as much as I had fun with, you know, friends and you guys and stuff, I know I took myself very serious and I was, 
I still do. Um, but I know in high school, I just had a lot of pressure because, you know, the idea of fitting in and so, you know, social, social, like being social with people and just, I don't know, it's all these different pressures a teenager would face. And I kind of admire when I look back the character you were and the fact that you took the shot to go for drama and you took these acting lessons. And I remember I never really appreciated that because, you know, we, we deal with as artists, a lot of the pressures. Now we don't really give a shit, but when we were in high school, I remember like not even voicing like I was interested in film or I mean, even when I did, I remember like um, a classmate, you know, thinking like, uh, you know, what are you a girl? What are you a homosexual? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like just completely um, out of left field, like yeah, out of context, like completely doesn't understand what I'm trying to pursue or what, I, or what I'm trying to, to achieve because of the arrogance, the ignorance, right? Mm. However, I, I just back to high school. It's like, do you ever, did you ever go through like those kinds of pressures or those kinds of like, so here's the judgments? thing. So here's the thing. And I think that, that a lot of people and a lot of creatives will be able to relate. Um, and touching on back to what I was saying about sort of that support from your family, like, unless you have that sort of real support from your family to do a creative or pursue a creative career in like art, there's, there's not like you're, I don't, I strongly believe that if that's not nurtured at home, that's something you need to create a space for as an individual and your success is completely reliant on how much and how hard you pursue that circle or that space that you're able to develop yourself because I am coming from a family of accountants and, and bankers and that's what they wanted me to do. Didn't really understand my pursuit in, in, in art. And at the time I don't, I didn't feel like I really connected with anybody where th that had a real connection to something that would make this a reality in the future. Like, sure, we're pursuing this in high school. What are the job opportunities? What am I able to actually achieve from this pursuit? And I didn't know that at the time. And, and, and that's actually when I started to get into acting because I had a, an in with that. And actually it was, I, I didn't start until my senior year, but uh, one of, uh, my good friends at the time, and even still, uh, Madison Hartloff, she was in the, the drama program, and she was actually one of the people who got me in. Right. And she was one of the people who got me to star in one of the productions at St. Elizabeth. And it just so happened to be one of those productions that was actually being like critiqued from like a bunch of people across Canada. It was called the Sears Festival. And, um, and people would come to actually critique and judge all these high schools putting on this performance. And it would be like a mini, it felt like a mini Oscars. It felt like best, right. best play, best lead actor, yeah. best whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and I got a lot of positive reinforcement after that performance. And Maddie, my friend was actually um, already represented by an agent. And uh, she had attended the, the, the production. So at the end of it, when we're all out, you know, like shaking hands, saying hi to everybody, uh, she approached me, her, 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 her agent, and uh, basically gave me a huge kudos on my performance. And the only thing I'd ever done publicly before that, I had just expressed interest and right. attended my, my, like my classes. But this was the first time I had ever been recognized for anything in a positive light, I think, from like somebody who I didn't even really know. And uh, she offered me a spot on her roster, and and it was then that was it from there. Like I I actually started to get sent out for auditions, and 
the first audition I ever got, I, the first audition I ever went on, I got. Oh, and, wow. Is this the, uh, I want to mention, plus, it was grassy? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. We'll get there. But the first we'll thing I ever got was this music video that was on Family Channel. Oh, okay. Crap. And um, I don't remember that. So that was the first thing I was ever in. It was uh, by an artist at the time called Being Veronica. Her name is just Veronica now. Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, okay. but uh, she had a music video and I played her lead love interest. And I remember. Oh, my God. Uh, is that on I YouTube? Remember, For everyone to watch? It yes, is, it is. Okay, so, yeah. I definitely so, gotta check that out. So yeah. busted by Veronica and then you're gonna see, maybe it might even click in because a lot of people I've actually, like I have people still recognizing me from there, but being like, oh, I had no idea at the time that this was even you. I've totally seen this fucking video. Right, right. But, but it was like, I never really put two and two together. And now I have a completely different look like at the time and- um, Yeah, <laughs> I no, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to like find it as you're speaking, like, cause I'm on. Yeah, like I have the worst hair jeans, but the worst. Um, <laughs> no, but no, look, because back in the day, I had like a fucking quaff. I had a whole thing, and I was actually quite like that was like my point of pride. And I yeah, feel like for yeah. whatever reason, the karma that came to bite me in the ass was to take my hair away. So I actually have a bald head, and I don't know if you've seen my Instagram. No, no, I, 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 you know what? I, I see it, but you're still the same guy to me, man. Like the, again, the only thing that I remember with the. Uh, the haircut is uh, back in grade nine. We uh, we we were fans of Ned Declassified School Survival Guide. I was coconut, coconut. Head, man. <laughs> because oh we God. all were into that. Like you and my hair, bro. I'm wearing a hat right now. But if I let it down, it's gonna all move this way for some reason. Like cover my face. <laughs> That's like, hilarious, oh, man. Like... Honest. But but this is what I go back and look at because, and and like when you look back at like high school photos and anybody watching this, right, right. If, if it, however old you are, you're looking back at high school, you're like, what the fuck was I doing with that hair? Whatever. And it's like, that was totally cool for the time. You know what I mean? Like there it was, was a, man, it was, there was a phase and I'm happy I went through it young because my parents always come up to me. She's like, yo, that was a beat look for you, son. And I'm like, thank you for letting me go through oh, that young because yeah, right? actually yeah. not come to think about it. Yeah. I wouldn't have actually been able to ever experience that at this age because right, right, right. my hairline is non-existent. But, um, but uh, I got that done at the time and you're like, honestly, we wanted to cut your hair for so long, but that was totally in at the time when I remember that. But in any case, yeah. um, uh, so, so back, so back to, so back to the story about the audition. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious, I'm sure like the audience listening or, or people even from high school or anyone really that just knows you, like, I'm always curious, uh, whatever happened with, um, how you got into Degrassi. Cause I remember seeing you on, you on a few episodes and you know, what, what transpired after that? Like what kind of happened? How did you, how, what led you into maybe, uh, pursuing a path with production and, and filmmaking? Yeah kind of that transition so so walk us through that like I want to hear that story so um so I have a whole a whole thing and and in the last in the last eight years or so I really started to seriously pursue what it is that I'm doing um from a behind the scenes production perspective mm -hmm. when I was in high school like I mentioned like I wasn't a super studious student and I feel like I really resonated with art and went from visual to um, to acting. And I feel like I wrote on that so hard because I knew I wasn't a very academic student and and I was always looking for my next excuse to, to pursue or like to get out of school essentially. And, oh, and, okay. and, and, and this is my, this is where 
I think personalities come into play I'll because because like, Paulini, Paulini must have really scarred you <laughs> to get out of school. <laughs> what, as so, soon as you took that art class. <laughs> so so what it is, and like this, like like there's a lot of people that I know that that are not that are so smart, but not book smart. You know, yeah, like yeah. they're intelligent at pursuing like an entrepreneurial sort of venture, but like when it comes to like book smart, it's like they have their connections and there's like two different types of people, people who are academic and people who are sort of jump in, make your connections, develop your skills along the way. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot more of the kind of personal, the personality that I resonate with. And, um, and so when I was in, in high school and after that performance in grade 12, I had really started to pursue the acting route. And, um, I got put up for auditions for movies, for TV shows. I got so close to so many opportunities in like film and it's such a long process and such a, a trying time and trying process in, 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 in this industry where it's like, you have to learn how to accept rejection. Right. And it's yeah, not, and, sure. and the, and the fact of the matter is like, I know so many people in the industry and it's, and a lot of the time it's not even your skill. It's, like something it, it's from a look perspective, like oh, on yeah. a look basis, like like that's why you see so many actors that maybe don't have the proper acting. Yeah, um, but they got the look, like the presence, But they got the right? look and, yeah, and then you know the that look. there's- A big thing cast. is referrals. I just want to say like when I, when I was looking for some jobs in the industry, not so much on, on screen, but it goes both ways, like behind the scenes. I've been told like, you know, I thought I was qualified, like I was passionate, I had the experience, whatever. And they just say, sorry, we took someone off, uh, took someone else based yeah. on referral. And you know what that means. Usually in, in especially show business, that's nepotism <laughs> or just someone knows someone, right? Um, which, right? Which is any industry. But I'd laugh because I'm like, if they only took the guy like in your situation that really like was meant for the role, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And like, I, I kind of broke into that mentality of like realizing what was prioritized at an early age, which I think helped me with my uh, approach when it came to like dealing with rejection and dealing with different types of casting directors that you know who's casting for the look, you know who's casting for the talent and you kind of know how to appeal to either those people if you're intelligent and how you approach it. So um, so there's always that and there's always that rejection. And, and at the time, I think I was writing very hard on the acting piece because that's something that I can pursue with just my raw talent alone. And I feel like I didn't really pursue or develop any sort of technical skills when it came to anything like that. So I was writing on the acting thing very hard. And then the more jobs I, I, I got, including Degrassi, including a bunch of commercials I've done, some, some short films that I've done with some really close people, um, I started to take a look behind the scenes and I started to, um, and when you're like on a professional production, you're waiting all day. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you could be for waiting sure. for hours. You could be on set for like X amount of time. They're setting up. You're just chilling until you do your thing. Yeah. And I found that to be very boring. And right. I know a lot of people in the industry of like being models and actors and, and even singers, but more so the actors and the models is like, you're kind of there you're kind of waiting until you're doing your thing and i find that to be very boring i need to be very um engaged so i always took those off times to like uh befriend people behind the scenes sort of get to know the writers get to know the crew get to know um like anybody who could be in, in, involved back there right. and uh, they would often like you know talk about their life talk about their pursuits talk about their skills 
And that's when I started to really sort of perk up and be like, well, that's interesting. Like I actually Mm -hmm. really enjoy that. And and, and going back to the high school, like I didn't have an outlet, but I knew that I was some sort of personality and that I wanted to like put myself out there. So I, I started a, 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 a YouTube channel called the Mark Saria special. Yeah, that's right. And at the, and at the time I was just doing like, it, it was like a comedy. I wanted to just be light, funny. And I started to do some like online chat videos. I would just record the screen and like be that personality, just like on these chat sites. <laughs> personality we all love. <laughs> talking to up. people. Yeah. And which was, I felt a great outlet for me at the time. And, and at that time, I, I, that's when I started to get into um, video editing because I would, start to just like throw these videos together and then as each video went by i would like be more inspired to uh put a little bit more production value in it and to put more effects text all this and it all started from there i didn't have a real outlet to put that in but i'm like i can i'm young (laughs) i don't really have anything else to do with my time exactly yeah so it's the best time to it's best time to do it right and you're still young i should mention we're the same age we're 26 we're in our 20s and even though you're starting a family, I really admire the fact that you're balancing it as well, right? It's, it's, you're still, like you said, trying to pursue your dream, but you also, you know, are aware of you have kids now and, and, and you're trying to, you know, give them the best life. But again, you're not, you're not completely shutting it out of the picture. You're just trying to like prioritizing what's right, important. A hundred percent. And I just, I really admire that because we, there, there's many people that they get to a certain age and they feel like, oh, like this is it. Like I'm, I'm going to work now nine to five and gonna come home and just relax you know what I mean but you and you're always hustling you know you're always putting out stuff yeah and and there's something important that I don't think I've ever voiced publicly and I feel like maybe this might be a good opportunity for me to like sort of share a little bit more about myself and and 2019 was one of the biggest years for development for myself from a mental from a mental perspective and this is like, like before that I had, I, and that was around the time where I actually started my, like my, my proper day job and what it is that I do in multimedia, um, aside from my, uh, hustle of, uh, working at my, at my own production ventures. But, um, um, at, at the time it was, I was working in the bar industry in downtown Toronto and, um, and I began to sort of lose myself at that time. This was around the time where I should have been in college. I had enrolled in a few courses. I had never found something that actually resonated with what it is that I wanted to do because I knew so badly that I wanted to pursue something in art, in some sort of production. And I was pushed from all angles of my life, my family, my friends, like to pursue something in business, to pursue something more solid. And I yeah, tried yeah. my hand at a few things. And, and, and there are things that I resonated uh, with in, in, those, in those pursuits um, and are definitely skills that I carry on to what it is that I pursue now. So nothing was wasted, but, um, but I'm happy that I had that time to sort of find myself. And, um, and something that I've always loved about my time in the bar industry is that it was a very social time. I, I, it, it was something, and I worked at a place that, that brought a lot of, um, of, um, of different kinds of personalities. And, and it was, an, it was um, to be specific, it was a, a restaurant called Joey's at, at, um, at Yorkdale Mall. That's where, we, that's where we met up, do you remember? Yes. That I, and, I ran into you. I ran into you twice though. Yeah. So we have seen each other in between that 10 year span, we should mention, because uh, now it's coming about, I just, sorry, I just want to inter- interject and yeah. just mention this. Uh, we ran into each other first at Ryerson, right? Because all these stories are connecting now. I saw you at that point in your life. 
and uh we both looked at each other I remember it was like what's going on and we were like the loudest people we were like yo and then uh we saw each other at the at the joey york though and i'm like what's happening what are you doing what's going on so yeah please yeah. continue your story i just wanted to mention that because that was, that was like a really fun time <laughs> it's, 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 it's all connecting you have to be there. it's one of those you have to be there all right guys <laughs> <laughs> it all connects but um but yeah so that time was a really good experience for me to sort of um, develop my, my, my social skills and like, uh, my ability to connect with random people yeah, on like an sure. hour to hour basis every single day. And, and it really developed that, that energy that I carried, I think most of my life, uh, but, um, it helped me carry that into like my I think early adulthood. Right? Channel like channel it, yeah. yeah, channel that energy. And, and I actually scored my full-time job because I worked for, for corporate TD um, mm. doing multimedia work, but I scored that job on the bar and I met so many people. I wow. used to get so many offers to do sales, work at car dealerships, See? work at all these things. And yeah. it was great because like people were always drawn to like the energy that I put out. Yeah, and, of course, right? And, and, um, and for me, in this pursuit of finding something to satisfy my creative needs, it was just finding the right outlet to to pursue it in because i'm what? like i i knew i was not someone who needed to be i'm not someone who settles for yeah. for for anything and mm -hmm. um and i think that's so important and and that takes me into so many different um parts of my life but um to this day and um and i'll touch back about what i was experiencing yeah, in sure. 2019 but to this day i've never completed a full term of anything in school and i've oh. i've 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 jumped from like course to course program to program and always kind of in the moment finding something like a job or something that gave me some excuse to sort of get out of there and like i always prided myself in like my ability to network because that's really like we were mentioning like even in getting jobs in the industry and things with referrals it's like networking right so that's really what I began to focus on and like you can have all of this like academic experience all of this history all this knowledge but really once you get into the field it's your ability to network and it's your ability yeah. to really flex those skills so on your the brand which is yourself like your name the people who you're um who you're intending to sort of be a part of so that's always been my approach i've always been really easy to talk to really um good energy and and that's something that i've really sort of capitalized on in my life and has really resulted in a lot of my successes is just my ability to communicate with people my yeah. ability to to really connect and and that's something even to this day that i'm 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 really working on um, and especially in this landscape now like it's so difficult to stay in touch with people so difficult to really maintain connection that um, it, it it was really discouraging to me because all of the connects that I had uh, developed throughout 2019 early 2020 before COVID mm. it kind of felt like things kind of fell to the side and now that we're reaching almost the year point in COVID um, mm. like like there's every, everyone's kind of starting from square one you know like we're kind yeah, of man. in a position where we're starting that we have to reassess our goals, we have to reassess yeah. our approach because we don't have the same opportunities um, to pursue those things anymore. So yeah. really what I've been focusing on is, um, is keeping that network going, um, really taking advantage of moments where I can be creative, 
Uh, it's one of the only things that keep me sane. And I know that I recently previewed something to you that I haven't released yet. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, um, I really try to keep that going on in the background so that I can be fulfilled as a person because I need that creative um, side hustle. It's um, the itch, man. You got to scratch the itch. You have you know, to. The creative itch, right? You have to. No one's going to do that for you, you know? And yeah. And, um, and the more you do, the more people will see your content, the more people will want to collaborate with you. So I'm just always in a mindset of getting things done, um, ad adapting, and mm. um, and uh, really just pushing my limit and my ability to um, to stay strong. And I feel like a lot of us are doing the same. So um, yeah, it's. Um, I just want to touch on some points there. Where first thing, that's that's how we reconnected. I believe is. Um, I was just constantly like putting stuff out there and um, we connected through LinkedIn and I said, Oh my God, like we probably both identified we were in the industry. And I said, I have, first of all, I have to message. Uh, we call you, we, we call you Saria, not Mark. Well, I call you Saria. That is. <laughs> and I, I have to mention Sar message Saria because I haven't talked to them in so long. I, I need to catch up with them. And then through the conversation, we realized we're both in the industry and we pretty much are doing the same thing, like the same path. Like we create our own little production company and, we're using that as a way to network and leverage our talents and creativity and connect to um, people that can, you know, connect us to more people and just keep expanding from there. And um, even with like school, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that with back to academics is I went to university and I was fortunate enough to be able to complete um, a university degree. But I know for while I was in there, it was very frustrating for me. And I, there was times when I wanted to drop out because I'm just such a creative individual that I would get really bored and very distracted, but I just, I think it's my discipline that takes over. Um, what, what did you study? Uh, marketing. And I studied marketing because I wanted to get into the creative field. And when I graduated, the interesting thing is I realized, you know, it's going to be very tough to find a job that allows you to be that creative, especially in marketing right away. And I took some roles like as a coordinator um, in different businesses and like in the industry. Warner Brothers, E1, but I just never really found, I couldn't get my hands dirty. Like I couldn't be on set. And I realized, I didn't really know what my passion, true passion was. I just knew I loved movies. And then I started to realize when I would shadow um, fellow directors, like uh, in the city through connections, like again, back to what you were saying, through your job, you would meet someone or they refer you to someone. I realized, wow, like I actually want to be on set. Like I enjoy, you know, collaborating and, you know, creating but I didn't like being the assistant the whole time. I wanted to be in it. So I realized you have to pick up a camera and do it yourself. And through the editing and the shooting and, you know, connecting with actors and different sort of talents, you develop um, your own kind of network. And it's been quite an interesting ride. And, and, it, and it kind of like, I appreciate you, you being honest and like mentioning the fact that you were doing your thing. Like, cause I remember seeing you at Joy Yorkdale and you were explaining like you were still at the time, were you still pursuing acting? Were you doing auditions? Yeah. So you mainly, were, right? Yeah. So mainly while I was at, 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 at Joey's and in the film industry, that was like the prime side gig to an actor. Cause it was very flexible right, of course. and you're able to do that. Um, but I wanted to touch back on, on, mm -hmm. on something that, that, that you were saying, um, and it was about getting into the film industry. And this was absolutely something that was going through my head as I was deciding what path I wanted to take. 
And the fact of the matter was I had already started a family at that point by the time I was really considering that. And what I understood about that industry was that like before you started to make a decent amount of money, like you're in there volunteering, you're in there getting whatever chance, whatever shot you can take, whatever connection you can make to like just be present in an environment. Just get a call back. (laughs) Just to get something. And and, and, And to me, it was never an option because I needed some form of security. You know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't just course, myself. Yeah. I was providing for at the time. And, and that's the only reason, that's the biggest reason as to why I didn't pursue that field first. And I went into more of a safe um, day job environment whereas corporate um, mm-hmm. to make the money that I wanted to no. make yeah. to support myself. And now that I've done that for about three years now right. and I've raised my kids and well, my daughter, at least my son mm-hmm. is six years old, uh, sorry, six months old. Yeah. But, Congratulations um, again. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but I, I took up when my daughter was born, I, I took time off of acting and that's when I started to seriously pursue like my career as like a multimedia specialist, someone who works in video and photography for an establishment that would pay me the money that was due. Um, but um, it was mainly an avenue for me to pursue that whole concept of when you get a job, it's like, it, it's based on education or equal work experience. And I knew yeah. that I didn't have the diploma to back it up I knew that I didn't have and and this is going to completely lead into why my hustle is still so so active and it's and it's because I don't have and I felt for a long time insecure about what it is that I had to offer because I knew that I just knew what I knew how I developed it and I knew what I knew through my experiences and from the nitty gritty work I did with collaborators and as a, an individual myself. And I knew what I had to offer and I knew that I had the personality to connect with a lot of people and I knew I had the skill to deliver what it is that they wanted. But when it comes from like an education perspective, I never had that confidence in like, here, I can perform this way and here's the proof. So it was always, and it was very lucky for me to receive that opportunity on the bar where I reached out to this person who I was serving and nice. kind of got into it the way I would and, and got an opportunity to have an interview. Um, but um, I was very much reliant on my, throughout my life, my ability to like just connect with people. And that's yeah. how I've gone to right now. A lot of people and, get far uh, that way, their personality, exactly. right? The charisma you can, you can deliver. So, and exactly. you can offer And a lot of people lack that. hundred um, percent. But yeah, I did, I did want to, um, I, I forgot my point. I'm going to continue your point. No, okay, I'm going to keep going because <laughs> this is actually what leads into everything else into my, 2020, my, my 2019 sure. year where I was experiencing a lot of difficulties in my personal life. And I actually started to go to counseling at that time. Mm-hmm. And I just started to, for the first time, and I've always, and I, and I always say this, that I'm so grateful for that time because as an individual who's very aware of like, like myself and, and the people around me and the decisions I make, like I'm very, I've, I've, I've always been able to identify when I'm in a spot where it's like, this is dangerous or like, this is something that's, this is toxic. Like I'm, I'm able to spot those things to avoid situations in my life. Right. And at the time I was having a difficulty I was having like an identity crisis. Like who the mm. fuck am I? Who am I? What am I pursuing? What do, like, what do I have to offer? 
I have all this insecurity about like actually going to pursue a real job because I'm fearful that I don't have um, the qualifications that they might expect or, right. or, or, or whatever it is. So I went to counseling and I spoke a lot about uh, everything I've done, my hustle, what I haven't done, my insecurities. And there's something that spoke to me that this guy said and I had only gone to a few sessions and I haven't gone since but it was enough to get my head straight about the direction I wanted to go into and 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 gave me enough power to pursue what it is that I'm doing and to continue succeeding in that right but um but what he said to me was that just reading from what I was mentioning about the kind of work ethic I carry the pursuit that I am continuously on is that a lot of people who have the paper or who have the diploma are in the industry where they're in and in the job that they get. And a lot of people believe that that's when you finish learning, right? Like yeah. you finish your school, you yeah. knew everything, you know everything. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people at that point plateau or stay stagnant in their education and their development yeah. because they have this paper, they just become comfortable in the life that they've been living for all these years into like their 30s and 40s from that point that they educated themselves in their 20s and just a, a, a lot of people um are less likely to continue pursuing their education and continue developing than they are to just become comfortable in what it is that they do and what he said to me was that because you don't have that and you don't have that comfort you always find yourself trying to prove yourself and if you're continuing to prove yourself in every pursuit that you take, you're going to try your absolute best. And yeah. that's your mentality. He's like, and, and I knew that as a person, but for me to hear that, that like, obviously, because I have this insecurity of not being so formally educated, yeah. I'm always trying so hard to prove myself and to develop myself on the side to essentially develop the kind of um experience that i believe somebody in my position should have and i'm always doing that yeah so it made you so, self-conscious like and that's not having right. not having the the degree or that mm -hmm. title made you self-conscious about you know pursuing all these ventures when in reality you realize like all these things are made up by society if you have you know the passion to do it if you have the intelligence the charisma um you know i can connect it back to with filmmaking i don't have any film school like at least you took some steps like you took drama class and you got an agent at one point i was going into this completely like naked like i knew nothing i knew no one but i just knew i i, I just knew one thing and that was i love movies and i think about them every day i think about the stories that i want to create and i was obsessed because people often confuse passion with obsession and when it comes to, gets to a level where you're just constantly thinking you should act on it you should really listen to that it's like a calling and that, that's for me why I pursued kind of my path. And, I, and you can connect it back to how you distinguish yourself from so many other people that plateau or just keep stagnant once they receive that piece of paper, you know? Because I know for me, that, that yeah. was kind of like a little bit of a feeling where, you know, I said, oh, is this it? Like I was 21 when I graduated. But I realized, you know, there's so many opportunities to, you should never limit yourself from learning and i like that you said that you should never stop yourself whether it's film whether it's you know reading uh, a chapter a day i always say like complete a book like at least once a week or a month so yeah i really yeah. i really uh that, that's really cool what, what that guy said
how he helped you. Yeah, hundred percent. And it it was the key thing to elevating my own image of myself and my own securities of what it is that I have to offer. And now that I have that, I feel like I've been on fire since. And I feel like even though 2020 has been fucking COVID shit show and, yeah. bleed, and bleeding into this year, I still felt that fire about what I felt in that moment when I heard that. And I, and that's something that I think you need to hear from someone else. There's a lot of things and, and there's a lot of people who don't think that they need someone to talk to or that they need yeah. that, or they feel so self-aware that I don't need someone to tell me that. Like, that's how I carried myself for a long time. And I always take the opportunity when I'm given the chance to, to promote keeping up with your mental health and especially in an environment like this where everyone feels very isolated um, and, can, and can feel very lonely. Yeah. Like it's important to be able to voice that. And, um, and uh, there's something really important that I also want to bring up as well. And it's a huge, I think, wake up call to a lot of people that might feel lonely in this time of like not connecting with people their friends even like there's a lot of people who who and myself included like I was very very close with a lot of people and a lot of people who I used to see on a regular basis and I know myself I'm not a great texter like I've always relied on that physical in-person one-on-one something we can both agree on for sure you know, and, yeah. and, and it was very difficult. And I kind of dug myself a hole when COVID started because I started to fall into this like bubble of isolation where like, I never was a good texter. I always knew I would see people. And then I never really improved that ability to like, <laughs> or that need, mm-hmm. that necessity now these days to reach out to people because like, there's a meme that that that's gone around and it's really and it it's not even a funny meme it's a real meme it's like don't judge people or like sorry there was it was like this whole thing that was saying like remember the people who reached out to you during covid and i don't remember i, don't, I didn't see that had, but that's funny <laughs> and then it, no no but it had that it, it had that quote x'd oh, okay, out and then okay. on top saying pretty much how everyone's going through their own level of isolation everyone's experiencing you don't know people's lives are affected differently based on like the career they're pursuing how that's uh developed or adjusted in this time a lot of people who i know who work in like the bar and restaurant industry have been really shafted with like having to go on unemployment and 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 living Mm -hmm. a completely different life and especially those guys i remember like in like i knew some people in that industry and I get, yeah, you 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 would probably feel it as well because you shared that lifestyle like you, at one point, right? Like you know what it was yeah. like to 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 rely on the the tips and the hundred percent. A lot of people, especially downtown, man. Like a lot of people, people didn't realize they they were living downtown because they were they were able to they were able to because of their tips, right? Because of their hundred percent. And so. yeah, and and um, and because of all of this, like, it's like, it's not fair to put that on other people. And I've really taken the time to reach out and network again and just get in touch with people because That's everyone's, great. everyone's going yeah. through their own thing. Like it's, it's, it's really just coming from a point of like, um, being secure in, in yourself. And just because people don't message you every day, doesn't mean that, uh, you know, like you don't have any fucking friends. Like, <laughs> like That's a big thing we got, especially millennials, man. I got to tell ourselves cause we're, we're raised with that mentality. Like, um especially when we were younger we always feel that we were always told that if you don't hear from someone or you don't get a text because they don't like you they 
they don't want to talk to you, whatever. But everyone has their own lives. Everyone, everyone's busy. Exactly. Right. So I, so I've been really working on that aspect and just like uh, reaching out to people again and just like sort of trying to maintain that. Um, but anyway, back back to what we're talking about with the production. Um, mm -hmm. How did you get into that, man? Like, I don't know if you've uh, given sort of that spiel on your podcast yeah. in previous episodes, but um, what was your like first real opportunity to do that outside of school? Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, I've always, I'm always happy to talk about my uh, origin, <laughs> origin story here. Um, but I did want to, before I talk about that, I did want to touch on how you were mentioning um, networking and the importance of like keeping in contact, especially during the pandemic. The reason why I do these podcasts, um, yeah, it's a great way uh, for, for content, right, and get, get out there. But I, I love connecting with, you know, people in the industry, people I haven't talked to in a long time. And it also uplifts them, right? Because it, it's the important thing is to have a sense of community, especially during these dire times, right? And to feel like everyone's connected. And people like us that like that face-to-face -face interaction, you know, obviously we can't do it, <laughs> you know, physically, but we have this, this uh, technology that we can take advantage of, right? And, yeah. you know, why not capitalize on that? So this is why, you know, connecting back to like staying creative and staying sane, um, we create stuff like that. But yeah, back to me. Um, for me, man, it, I, I went through. I went through. Uh, but yeah, back to me. <laughs> but back, yeah, back to my life. This is my show. <laughs> I'm just gonna get go go go. <laughs> I was gonna. I'm trying to answer this question without going off on a tangent. I'm talking about like, um, what are we talking about? Yeah, I know what we're talking. Okay, so yeah, but with film production, I. I had my own like sense of uh, struggle with identity and, you know, you were mentioning, I'm glad you mentioned about whole, the whole thing about mental health and that awareness of the importance of like talking about things and, you know, getting things resolved. Uh, a lot of young men, especially like don't feel the need to because of just the way society structured. Like we, we feel like we are going to get judged or, you know, that pressure, like we can't really voice, you know, how we're feeling. And, you know, I was just going through my own kind of journey and, Again, I went through school. I, I, I got I got the job after I, I worked corporate, but I was never satisfied. I never felt that satisfaction. You know that that you know oh I'm I'm, I'm fulfilled. I did I'm doing what I have to do. As much as I was grateful for those experiences, there was just something missing. And again, I'm always told I've always said like I'm a very creative individual. That's how I see myself. And when I use the word creative, I mean like I can't sit still. I'm Oh, I can never focus on one thing. I always, I always like doing a bunch of different things. That's why with my content, I'm always, you know, podcasts, blogs, and, you know, promos and productions and all these kind of things I'm, I'm, I'm trying to balance. And funny enough, before the pandemic, you know, I was going through a bit of a crisis as well. Like I was trying to figure out, you know, I went to California. I don't know if you saw my photos. I went to California just before yeah, the pandemic. How long just, were you there for? Uh, two weeks, almost two weeks, actually, 10 days. I did San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego. And the reason why I went there is because I wanted to, I was working so hard, man, like sales pretty much. And it was just like, you know, taking over my mind. Like that's all I would think about is like phones and sales and tablets and all, all it was just consuming my life. And I wasn't even doing anything remotely film. But I said, you know, I worked here a year and there was a little bit of a situation. So ended up going to California and those two weeks kind of, I wouldn't say changed me, but just reminded me what my path was, reminded me what, what I was pursuing. And some people could say, well, how does a location <laughs> remind you of that? And it's, it's the creativity. It's, it's LA, like the hub, you know, I went to the Pan, uh, Cinerama dome, 
um, which was a, a huge hotspot. Like Tarantino loves it, who's a big hero of mine. And I just watched movies and I connected with people at the skate park. I created a bunch of footage, which I used to expand my portfolio. That got me to the next project um, when I returned. So all these different things just, again, reminded me, like, there's another path you can pursue. It doesn't always have to be the path that society tells you. Or it doesn't have to always be, you know, the path that you told yourself that you have to pursue. Now, I'm very fortunate, again, where I have a different situation where I gave myself that opportunity. I gave myself, like, hey, like, let me, give me, let me see what I can do in a year. You know what I mean? Um, Whereas for you, like, you know, you, you have a family. I'm glad you brought that up. It's, it's very different. And I'm, I'm glad you're honest about that. Like you have to have that balance. But for me, it's more like, hey, let me just stick it out. I really don't have anyone that's depending on me as far as I know. <laughs> so I, I, just kind of, <laughs> I don't want to see you're gonna get a phone call. Daniel, what the fuck? Your kid's like five. You don't return my calls. Shit. <laughs> Where I got, you're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so as far as I know, that that uh, hasn't happened yet. However, I looked at um, so as 20, 2020 approached, right? I was like, okay, like let what can I do? So I always wanted, you know, I, I'm always long term, so I'm always thinking like, what's ha- like the vision? What like if I make these movies, like what's gonna be like at the beginning credits, the end credits? Like again, I'm I'm creating. I'm thinking logistically, but I'm also thinking creative. I don't know if you're like that. Like, is my name going to appear in the beginning? Like, can you imagine? 100%. Do you know what So with Tarantino, you know, his movies, that's why I always kind of model my path is he, every time his movies start, it's always a band apart. It's always his logo, right? And I'm like, oh, that's sick. Like, it's Miramax, but then it's like, boom. Like, that's his, like, brand, like his stamp. And I, and I never really understood the concept of what it, what it means to have a production company. Yet, as I network with more people, as I've... Um, uh, shadowed and, and then been on set, I realized a lot of filmmakers, a lot of people at our level have their own little production companies, have their, their, their outlets to create content and use them, um, you know, to get their voice out there. And I said to myself, you know, that'd be great. So I started 94 Productions and I called it 94 because 94 is the year I was born, right? Represent. It's, it's, represent, exactly. And it's, <laughs> and it's no joke. It's actually to represent, you know, all the friends, all the people like including you, like that share the same like vision but i also it's the year where tarantino uh tarantino's movie pulp fiction that's the year that made him and because i i idolize him so much it just so happens to be the same year 1994 pulp fiction was released so i said 94 is like you know perfect like i i I love it it's like a hockey jersey right you slap on the number the year you were born right and uh you wear it you wear it right so i started 94 productions and you know i created that logo you saw i was getting pumped uh, made, made a few contacts, um, did, a, did like a video or two, and then the, the lockdown happened. And that's when, you know, back to your point, I just felt like like trash. Like when, I'll, when did you start your production company? January, like, January 3rd. January, January 3rd, 2020? 2020, bro. I started my production November 5th, 2019. That's crazy. I'm telling you. So it's, I, we're I, on the same, I feel like we're on like the same Frequency. wavelength. Yeah, exactly. It's like... We started it. We're like, you know what? And and at that point, because I had been thinking about it for a mm-hmm. long time, and I was like, and 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 back to a conversation we had over text and right. about, like my YouTube channel and all that shit. I never wanted to do anything until I knew I was gonna be able to do it consistently. And sure, I have these urges to like um, uh, create, but what's the point of doing that on a platform like YouTube or Instagram? 
if you're not gonna keep coming you know what i mean because anybody could just like make a one-time thing and then cool that was cool and then everyone falls off because there's nothing to back it up so i always was like okay like i always knew i had like these side projects these things that i'm like i knew people would love but what's my brand how am i going to elevate that how am i going to be consistent so it took me so long to like be like okay like i'll have the time and because around that time like my daughter was already born she was like three years old and i'm like i have like a huge commitment there do i have the time to do my day job be a dad and then do this shit on the side without compromising any any things that i need to do in my life and and i literally just started by making an instagram account for it and i'm like i didn't have a website anything i just made an instagram account put something up and i'm like okay shit this is manageable and it's kind of just like breaking the ice to doing what it is that you want to do because the more you think about something the more you're going to think about all the reasons that maybe if you're insecure that maybe you can't do it maybe all the things that will drive you to 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 just maybe hold it off until further notice which can be years if you allow that to do but uh there's actually a video i want to send you maybe after the call of something that really resonated with me and really just post 2020 sparked that ambition to continue going and i know we've spoken about it but there's a podcast that i'm looking to begin as well and it all just stemmed from watching this video about this person who was just like just press record like yeah the more you think that's about it so, that's the, so true man you know with what i mean podcast, like just, with this podcast man like people you know i remember in the beginning like oh i always wanted to start a podcast and you need this microphone and that headphone and that and i said nah there must be another way and that that's kind of like the person i am i'm always resourceful i'm always trying to figure out like how can i get around it how can i you know i'm not going to invest thousands of dollars in a microphone and then the other guy talking is going to be on you know he's not going to invest the same amount of money on a, on a microphone because I plan to have other guests and I can't expect all my guests to have the same quality. So I'm like, what can I do something where we're both on the same level and, you know, we're, we're managing ourselves here. And that's why with the zoom, like, you know, for anyone who wants to start a podcast, go on zoom. Um, I'm quality is possible for me. Uh, have no complaints, record, record the phone call, record, record the, uh, the conversation and just upload it, you know? And it's like kind just, of been the approach of a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people are, are, doing this so i don't think it's something to like be looked down on like oh you're using zoom like everybody's fucked this is the only way so it's like i feel like um like we're each and i was thinking about this a lot man i've really really been thinking about how Mm -hmm. like the pandemic is is affecting a lot of people and a lot of people in our industry specifically and and um everyone's experiencing the same the same thing and there's only so many outlets and i think that because it's such a simple resolution um it makes it even easier for people to hop on because like back in the day, people had people on their finished studio couches with their brand and all this. Yeah. And like, you're like looking at that, you're like, oh fuck, I need a studio. I, can never, yeah. I need a whole sign. I need a whole thing. And I remember thinking about that about my YouTube. I'm like, oh shit, I can't just do it in this corner. I need to like make a background. I need to put, <laughs> I need to put, put a fucking neon, I need a neon, neon sign, sign that says live and learn or some shit. <laughs> some stupid so, inspirational message. <laughs> so I really, and I feel like a lot of people like are like shit. And like now that people can't have people on their thing, a lot of people are just doing Zoom calls. And this is yeah. so accessible for so many people. And if this is like the platform people are getting used to using now, I feel like that's the perfect time for people to hop Bro, on there's so many youtube like, videos I and watch. not feel like amateurs and not yeah. feel like amateurs but i just want to say there's so many youtube videos i watch where it's like back to what you're saying even me when i started these vlogs i haven't i just i literally just started right as you can tell but 
they were just me like, you know, sitting on a couch talking and I add some editing here and there, but with regards to like, you know, all the other videos you can compete with, it's like, wow, like I'm never going to get to that point. Cause they're like the production value is insane. But then I, I went to another side of YouTube, mental health and like talking about horoscopes, just like random stuff. And I went, gone through so much content where there was not even an intro, The literally the video just starts like, Hey guys, welcome to my channel. Um, and, and then you look down and the subscribers, it's like half a million. And, I'm, and that's when I realized is that it's not about all the flashy, like, boom, 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 what I can do. Yeah, sure, people like it. Don't get me wrong. We're PewDiePie. However, it's the content you're, you're selling, like what you're saying, you know? Exactly. And, and, and it's interesting because people will say, oh, who, who's going to watch that, right? Like, who's going to listen to that? Joe Rogan said it on his pod. He's number one in the world, right? And he, when he first started his podcast, it took him obviously like 10 years to get to the point where he is. But when he first started, he said that his friends weren't even interested. And some of his friends after a three hour conversation would say, don't even post all of it. Just cut it up. Like no one's going to listen to that shit. And he's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, I'm, he's like, I'll listen to it. Like, in other words, like there's people out there that will listen to it. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And people just enjoy it. Like, for example, my videos, like there was a time when I was like thinking, you know, are people going to really listen? Like how to my morning routine, like, you know, making their bed and whatever. But I, I look at it as I watch those videos and there's probably a lot of people like myself you know, that will, will watch those videos too, because they want to know how to better themselves and become a better individual. And if I can improve someone's life, 100%. then you know what I mean? That's what, that's what fulfills me. And it doesn't always have to be about, you know, making movies and being creative and whatever. It can be uplifting someone's life and inspiring. So I'm very much into that. And I'm happy that you discussed what, about mental health awareness and just, yeah. you know, the importance of that, because we, we don't talk about it as much, man. And I know, I don't know if you've like seen like a lot of young men, like they suffer with that. You know, a lot of young 100%. men, they suffer, they suffer with the pressures. Like they feel like they need to keep it on the inside. I'm not saying, you know, vent all your feelings to just anyone, but just know that there's people like myself, people like Mark Anthony that are going through their own, their own uh, insecurities, their own dilemmas, their own pressures. Exactly. And I guess we keep saying through the, the creative outlets, right? Through uh, producing content. If you're consuming more than you're producing, you're going to go insane. You're going to, you're going to create yourself a hole. But if and I'm going to touch on something that, 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 that you've touched on on yeah, this podcast sure. as well and on your vlogs, and it's about not comparing yourself to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something that is so imperative, man, because the moment you get into a hole of like comparing yourself to others and looking at people who have completely different situations, lives, accessibilities than you, like that'll hinder someone so much so as to not pursue their dreams. And yeah. if, if, and, and, and back to what you're saying about like, you know what, like Joe Rogan saying, fuck it, I'm putting up the whole thing. That's what I'll watch. People will watch it. There's a market for yeah. everything. Yeah. And I think that if you just keep your mind focused while you're creating content on what it is that you want to create, right. you will reach out to that audience natively because that's what you're putting out and people will continue intention. to watch it. Yeah. If you have and intention. if there's, Exactly. And, and, and if you continue, or if you go down a path of like creating content, and then really, not that you shouldn't listen to your, uh, your audience, but like, there's a lot of internet hate, you're always going to get trolls, you're always going to get some sort of negativity. And that oftentimes, off puts people and then maybe even discourages them to create content. But if you just stay on your track of, of, of creating what it is that you intended to create on whatever platform you've decided to establish yourself on people will be attracted to your personality yeah especially in this environment like people will be like 
I listen to your I've listened to your vlogs, your your podcasts yeah. on your on your thing. Oh, and you're you, like like something that I think you have going for you, yeah. honestly, yeah. is is just your tone, the way that you deliver your your content, your information. It's very and, and like the music, the way you mix everything, but your tone is just so calm and it makes me want to listen because oh, I listen you, and then <laughs> No, and, and like, this is something, 100%, this is something that I wanted to tell you, but like something that I really picked up from your videos, it's yeah. like, there's a lot of people that you'll watch online and it's like, they're super energetic, really extra. And then or they're like, just angry at the camera. That, that's, what get, that's what throws me off is like, why is this guy yelling at me? Like, I feel like he knows me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, but like, and also the content that you release about, it's very like self-help, very, um, you know, like what we we're talking about, about like mental health and like not comparing yourself to people things you can do to better yourself improve like you have good intention with what it is that you're saying and i think that it translates well and i think that it translates in a way that people want to digest that information people you, want yeah. to because i as a extrovert and always positive kind of guy i feel like sometimes i come off as like really extra to a lot of people mm -hmm. and it's like oh like and, and especially to people who are a little bit more introverted it's like oh like i don't have all that energy and you're so fucking yeah. happy and all this like it that doesn't resonate with a lot of people because like as the fact no, of the I matter is consider, not a, i would consider myself see i would consider myself both and i, I can be an extrovert just as much as an introvert and i know exactly what you mean i get those looks i get those judgments where it's like but what I i'm just saying like is that like, for yeah. you yeah what i'm saying is that for you it yeah. works because you deliver it in a calm mm. like really digestible way oh thank I'm, you i'm and i'm saying this as if i were to have created the same content in my energy like it's for some people but i feel like your energy and your in the way that you approach your content mm is really good and that's just something that i've learned from like you know picking up on what people are able to digest easily especially if you're touching on like mental health it's people who are just a little bit more timid people who who are who have naturally have a little bit more insecurity and want to hear from someone who's not so happy happy oh and then yeah. comparing themselves to maybe being something like that but if you digest and and uh, present your content in the way that you do i think you'll be very successful oh thank in, you man and that yeah i really appreciate it. i just yeah. want to say so like keep it up thank you yeah i i'm and i'm glad that this is what I, I want to mention to the audience too like my videos are nowhere near um you know millions of views or thousands at, at least like i i get you know a few if i'm lucky but you never know who's watching and that's including my friend here mark anthony where it's like you see how it, he was inspired by these videos and he voiced it to me like you know uh thanks for sharing this content don't be, don't be intimidated by the numbers. Don't feel like you need a thousand views or 2000 views or 50,000 views to make it worth make, uh, worth making. <laughs> Just put exactly. it out there because you never know if you're inspiring a friend, a colleague, a contact, a potential client. And with my videos, I just want to mention the intention. I'm glad you mentioned that I'm very calm and, and the way I'm speaking, that's just kind of how I want to present myself, come across. come across exactly like to make it a, my big thing is articulating the information um, in such a way where I also provide context, I give examples, but I also, what I explained to my family too, like when I was first starting it, cause they're big fans of my work and they're always like, what are you doing next? And they're like my managers, like, why are you putting that out? Are you sure you want to do that? And I was explaining, like, I'm trying to be as authentic as I can. Like, like when you hear how I talk, when you can just tell by like my mannerisms, my, my emotions, it's, it's like, there's no bullshit. I'm not trying to like, you know, 
you know, uh, rip you off, sugar coated, like sugar coated or, or anything like that. It's just, it's just kind of like, that's why I give my examples I don't know if you, in my videos. You, you know how I talk about like film or what I experienced, or I, in one video, I said, I lost my job and I was feeling devastated. And I believe that, yeah, okay. It's scary. Like, you know, you don't want to talk about yourself because some people could like take advantage of that and like use it against you. I don't know. But I feel like sometimes you, you need to just throw a little bit of vulnerability, humility, because people can connect to that and people will feel even more that uh, they can trust you. You know what I mean? They can trust your exactly. content and they, they will listen to you more and more. Right. And having this conversation like yourself, it's not even like you were like, yeah, I did this. I did that. And then I got the movie and boom, like, you know what I mean? It's no, I went through, you know, a lot of hiccups. I had to reassess my life. I was going through an identity crisis and people connect to that. People start to see the humanity in you. A hundred percent. And like, and that's very important. Yeah. And, and something that you touched on and I was very touched by this video because it was so relevant and it was just uh, like the content that you're putting out is good, man. I want to just put some positive reinforcement out there for yourself. Um, and it's about, um, you know, um, wow, what am I talking about? Uh, sorry. <laughs> it, it, was just, it, it, it was like, uh, sorry, no, I lost my train of thought. What's in that drink? <laughs> yeah well that's a, yeah, a worm yeah, right? that's a mexican worm no um, there you go. Take it your was time, about Take how it's easy to get caught up in it it was it's easy to get caught up in someone's highlight reel you oh, know yeah. and it's easy to get it, it it's easy to get caught up in like when you're comparing yourself to people like people are only putting their highlight reel people like their positivity their 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 positive moves their right steps and don't show a lot of their 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 hiccups and I feel mm -hmm. like I've maybe come across before in my early in my late teens early 20s as like someone who was just like always trying to say oh yo like I've been really good and you know yeah. what I mean and, and, and like whatever and all this and all that but it's like when you're creating content it's about relating to people and a lot of people leave out the 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 hardships but it's about embracing that and ultimately if you're putting out content and it's to relate to people like that's your goal like you have to be able to like express the the emotions that a lot of people are experiencing out there. And that's what goes to build the trust with your community. Yeah. Because if someone just hears the good stuff and then like they'll maybe even resent your content because it's just like, oh, this guy doesn't go through anything and I'm going through all this and whatever. But it, it, it helps you become relatable, helps you humanize yourself as a personality on the internet and uh, ultimately gets people to trust you. And I think oh, that that's so important yeah. to, 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 to voice those hardships and the things that you had to go through um, and can be ultimately inspiring to people trying to do the same. For sure. But I, I was going to mention, I'm glad you met, brought up the, the highlight reel is because, you know, another thing is, is if, you, if you always talk about good things, people won't connect. But also if you do mention something that's very hard, hard hitting, because I, I listen to, to vlogs all the time. And there are some that when they mention something that's like, how do you deal with this? it's like, it, it's almost like condescending, like, like they, they don't give an example or they don't give some like window to their life or maybe an experience how they overcame it. And if I can provide just like a sense or, you know, some, some sanity, like, you know, there, there's other people like me that, that, that have gone through it. The highlight reel, I'll give you an example. I, I mentioned in the video, and I'm sure you've heard of, you remember it, um, where I said, you know, I used to think for the longest time what I saw on social media was a reflection of real life, you know, and that's actually the honest truth. Like sometimes, again, because I'm a creative individual, I think like in movies, like whatever you see, like that it's happening. Like that's the story that, that, that's being told. But I tell myself like, no, that's not the case. And some guy just messaged me randomly now and was like, um, 
I don't think it was a, it was in a rude way. He was just kind of just throwing it out there like blatantly. And you just got to kill him with kindness. Like, can't believe like you thought he's like, um, you shouldn't, you shouldn't think of, uh, see other people, uh, see other people's lives and compare them with yours or whatever. Right. Like you just said it like that, like very dry. And I just said, live and learn. Right. In other words, it's like, you know, we, we can't, we, we don't know, uh, how, how, how we go through these experiences. We don't know like what, what we're, we're going to handle. It's just about, you know, it's just, Bring a, it out it's, your own. yeah, it's just, it's just our responsibility, like to identify like what's bothering us, but how to improve on it. And I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm going on a rant. No, it's, <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Kind of... <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. Keep this in because this actually completely resonates with my tattoo here. And oh yeah. Man. <laughs> so, so Underrated, my under, what no, no. Is it? it says oh, uncharted, uncharted, oh uncharted territory. Oh, yeah, okay, so, okay. and and we'll have to have what, a gaming the, podcast soon. Oh that's shit, another, that's another one. I don't know if you got time, but no, no, I, I, I actually got to hop off soon. No, no, no but, worries. Uh, we'll hop off. Yeah, yeah. But um, but what this tattoo means is basically experiencing the unknown and stepping into opportunities that you might not even be experienced in, but all you have is your ability to showcase your skills. Yeah. So I love that. And I love proving myself. I love being in a situation where I can demonstrate to new people what I can do. And that's all uncharted territory. And, and you'll spend your life experiencing moments of uncharted territory in your experiences, your life. And I think that, that it's all about maintaining your approach because over time it, it, it can be tiring to continue yeah. to start from scratch and continue to to have to and and i deal with that constantly at my work where i'll be changing teams and then i have to reestablish myself as a creator on new terms on based on based on this team's objectives and this team's content visions and 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 i am constantly in that environment where i'm doing that and that's something that i think i thrive in and i think that um that it's a very useful skill to have to be able to adapt um and especially in in well not especially in our industry but in our industry like you're constantly uh, experiencing new environments and new stories to tell. And you have to often change how your production adapts to the story you're trying to tell, whether it's with the cinematography, the writing, the blocking, your actors, like there's, like that's what I've admired about filming is that it's always something different and you're always telling a different story. You're always, um, you're, you're always, there's always something new to learn from and something new to adapt your approach to. And um, yeah, before, before I want to, before we go, I just, I want, I want to mention, that's why I remembered is um, I always connect it back to how I approach my content. I always connect it back to um, storytelling. And when I watch a good movie, um, like I was watching the King of Staten Island yesterday, I thought it was a pretty good movie with Pete Davidson. And um, have you heard of it, man? Have you watched it? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I'm saying is that like, what I always love movies, like the cool side, it will make them you know, appealing is just to see the underdog, like the guy who's been through the rut. Like I'm always a big fan of those biographical films where it's like in the back of your head, you know, he's going to become famous and successful, but you just see all the shit he went through. And it just reminds yourself as he's going through like eight mile, perfect example for me. When I watch that movie, I'm just like pumped up the whole time. Cause I'm just like, Oh, like he went through that, but then watch, he's going to show him when that guy told him you're fired, whatever. And it doesn't always have to lead to 
fame or money, but if it leads to some form of success, seeing that path, seeing that underdog story is so uplifting, so captivating. And exactly. back to my content and back to like social media, it's like people forget that when you show that vulnerable side, when you show a bit of the humility, right? Like Justin Bieber, I know you're a fan of him too, right? You enjoy yeah. his content? Yeah, he posted him getting arrested, right? And you remember in high school, people used to talk shit about him all the time. Like it was just a thing, like everyone, no one liked him. But now, you know, everyone, everyone likes him, whatever, but he posted- Have you seen any of his content? that yeah, he's posted on youtube that's what like, i'm saying yeah the seasons right seasons yeah, and, seasons and that little documentary there was wife but again these things which by the way my sister never was a fan all of a sudden like yeah like not not too crazy about the music but like likes it enough that she's she's drawn into the his um, experience the story the storytelling yeah and she even says she's like look what he went through whatever exactly and this is what i'm trying to tell people is it's okay to say i've i've effed up i've i've gone through failure i've i've messed up you know, it, it's okay to, to wear those battle scars, as Gary Vee says, right? There's a reason why these people are always endorsing the, these concepts is because you need to embrace that failure is success, right? Like my recent video, The Happiness Advantage, falling up, use failure as a window to what's going to happen next. Like, how do I pivot? How do I adjust? And through this conversation, we've identified our failures, we've identified our pitfalls, and there's probably more discussions we're going to have or we're going to, you know, encounter. But this has been a great conversation and this has been a great insight into our world and, you know, just catching up like all these years, we plan to, you know, collaborate and make more content, especially when things settle. So I'm really happy that we reconnected and I'm really happy that I have uh, a friend and someone I can, you know, I'm, I'm inspired by and I admire that that's in the same field because there's nothing worse than doing it on your own kind of thing. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, man. There's, yeah. And, and, and that's why back to my note at the beginning about like uh, networking and connecting, it's so important for us to do that. And especially when we're leading our own charge and we're, we're, we're creating our own content, like we're the only people who are going to do that for ourselves. Yeah. So it's about like getting in touch with people who are doing what you do, people who inspire you, keeping a circle of like healthy, um, progressive development. Like I'm all about that. And and um, if there's anything COVID has allowed me to sort of like suss out, it's just like keeping the right people around me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And there's a lot of people that you'd be friends with just to be friends with back in the day. But now that you're kind of in an experience where it's like you have to select who you're with, really, like there's not really many outlets of like connecting with people and like being in, 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 in contact. Like you just need to keep the right force, reinforcement around you. So yeah, yeah avoid, avoid the toxic. anybody on this call with avoid, yeah, avoid the just, toxic environment, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Keep a clean circle, keep an environment where you'll be able to get back on track or continue to do the great stuff that you're doing and to produce the right content that, that fits your passions and everything. It's just, it, there's no one to compare yourself to except yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and yesterday, what happened yesterday? <laughs> exactly. Look at yourself, see how you can develop, look at who inspires you and see how you can incorporate new elements into your process. And that's all you should be taken from people. And that's the right approach to take because inspiration is necessary. It's how you grow. Don't compare yourself to the people who, you, who inspire you use those tactics and that information to digest it into a way that you can better communicate your story. And that's, that's, I feel the healthiest way to look at people who you might potentially uh, compare yourself to, but it's just to turn that into a learning uh, curve, 
you know, remind yourself, yourself. That, that person you're, you're comparing yourself to was a no started just, just like you at one started point. where you were, yeah. you know, they had a message to put out, they put it out there. They reaped the benefits of, of, um, of who, of, um, their, their, their efforts. And, and that's where we're all starting. So we can't yeah, expect man. to be there tomorrow, but you know, like as long as we continue to do that and reach the right people, um, and market ourselves accordingly, we'll get there in no time, but yeah. I'm uh, happy to be on here, man. Thank you so much for, yeah, no worries. For uh, me. Thanks again for, for joining, man. We plan to do more of these. Uh, so stay tuned everybody and we'll talk soon. All right. Cheers, man. Take care, buddy. Have a good day. Thank you.